Welcome to another fun-filled episode of Mostly AV. Here we catch you up with the AV industry and then some other things. Hello, Michelle. Welcome. <laughs> Hi, Jerry. How are you? Happy Infocom. Happy Infocom week. Happy Infocom week. So, so here we are. Um, I don't know what day of the year it is. It's sometime in, in June. We were supposed to be in Las Vegas. Uh, and we're not. We're, we're just all homebound. But we're all yep. still we're all still alive, not plexiglass. Uh, so that's a plus. And we have with us today a very special guest. He is an AV tweet. I, I believe that's how we met. Um, and then because we were Twitter friends, of course, when I took over the central territory for a previous employer, um, I forced him to give me an appointment <laughs> so I could go meet him in real life. So without further ado, the director of solutions enablement at AV. ISPL out of Naperville, a beautiful suburb of Chicago, Illinois, Mr. Derek Kelly. Hey, Derek, how are you? Hello, I'm doing well. So Welcome, when we Derek. first met, uh, you were you were Whitlockian, if yes. you will, which doesn't exist anymore. So they've, they've, only only in our, our our dreams and thoughts. I know, I know. So what's interesting is you were an Avispuller, you were an SPLer, you were an Avispuller, you were Whitlockian, and now you're you've just come full circle. And my my wonderful, talented, Grammy nominated uh, co-host Jerry is also worked for both Avispull and Whitlock, and he's worked for Avispull multiple times. Actually, did a really good job. Always left on good terms. That's the only way you get rehired in our little That's boomerang. Cool industry so uh, i feel a lot of kismet there yeah so uh so real quick jerry have you participated in infocom connected in the virtual event no not yet not yet i've actually there's I've only had, one more day left yeah well i probably won't get a chance to <laughs> um, really? we're doing a lot of stuff all right all right well i, I, spent, I spent the day at an at a recording studio oh some projects coming up so. oh nice that's awesome that's exciting. I have spent, have you, Derek, have you spent any time? A few. I've, I've uh, joined a few, well, participated a few sessions and then have met a few people through the handshake connected yeah, system. The awkward still feel, still, Yeah, still feeling that one out. The, the networking thing, it's still, you know, interesting. So. I think I'll have it figured out by Infocom 2021 when it doesn't exist anymore. Uh, yeah, that one's been a little weird. <laughs> I've only had meetings with people that already knew me, but that's okay. We're all good. Um, yeah, so there's like a networking component. and um, I did, I listened to Julian today, no, sort of Brad not. Grimes and the WeWork guy. I actually thought that was pretty good. I thought that was very interesting. It was a, it was definitely a good session. I think I, you know, that I think the, the thing that's difficult for me is most of those sessions at Infocom probably mm-hmm. would have been an hour long and they're doing them all in 30 minute hits. So it, that's like, it feels rushed. Yeah. Yeah. There is a sense of urgency uh, to, to stay on time, right? Because you have other things. And um, so the way it works here is when you, when you register, you're just, you don't have to register separately for anything else. Uh, you just can attend whatever you want once you're on this uh, website that appears like it was created by Freeman because it's something.freeman.com, which leads me to think that, hey, Freeman, good for you. Uh, at least yeah. they're making something happen. I mean, I, I, bravo for that. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's been interesting. I, I saw that. I watched the keynote today, 
which yeah. is about the state of the industry, which is <laughs> much worse than any of us want to admit. Um, but it's odd because you know this, Jerry. Before Jerry got laid off, he was slammed and so busy. Uh, and then yeah. David Williams, our friend, he got furloughed and then brought back. He's a consultant at Waveguide. And some of the people Jerry and I have interviewed for the the Who We Are, Who Are We series, uh, They've been furloughed and, and called back. So that's kind of a, a positive thing. Um, but it's not, I don't know. It, it hasn't, it's not universal, right? It's kind of the pockets right. of, of this and that. And uh, yeah, a lot of it, 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 it seems to matter more what was in the pipeline. Yeah. And really what positions. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like, as, you know, in my particular scenario, you know, as a pre-sales design engineer, you know, the, the contracts that are existing, that keeps all the other engineers busy, but not a pre-sales guy because mm-hmm. they're not getting the calls yet to, you know, for new proposals, new RFPs. They're, they're just dealing with their, their existing pipeline. Well, and it's interesting. Um, you know, I, we sit in on weekly calls uh, with my employer, Kramer. Thanks, Kramer. Um, th- thanks for employing me. And, I think the Northeast has been the most ravaged, as we know, from our friends Jason and Rob Lutz. Uh, shout out, guys. Um, so they're struggling a little bit more. How is it in North Central? How is it in the greater Chicago area, Derek? Well, it's it's a little tough for me because my position is national and global. And uh, specialty, so that's I, true. That's true. And so I... And I also deal with cloud and SaaS and networking related stuff and all that other fun stuff. So because of that, we haven't stopped. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, because the second that it was, okay, nobody can go to site. What can we sell? Oh, we can sell SaaS and sell licensing and we can sell this stuff and we can sell, let's just keep that train going to basically kind of keep money coming in. Um, And, and so but obviously I'm around here and, you know, mm-hmm. talk to a, a number of people, you know, there was, there's been a fair amount of furloughs, you know, yeah. and a fair amount of just, okay, we're going to do a week of training, get everything done that you can. We will get you through kind of this stuff. But then if we don't have anything show up for the next week, we might have to explore a different option or, or something yeah. like that. And, you know, I, I have to say that, you know, they've done a, a very good job actually of, um, trying to figure out ways to keep people working and keep, you know, you know, avoid furloughs as long as possible. Um, I respect that. Um, you know, but you know, at the same token, there is a limit, you know, um, to right. doors I- open and everything else like that. And that's been the, the interesting part. Like, you know, there's been some things, you know, in terms of how they did it, what sections, when they did it and everything else like that, that has been, you know, has been a very, you know, overall positive because it's also helped people come back quicker too. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, which has been really, really good to see. We're starting to see a lot more, um, uh, offices come back, you know, and have enough work and have enough as States are opening up and stuff like that. And, you know, people have been sitting on projects that they haven't been able to complete for however long, but they may have the funding. Right. Right, And and now there's a sense of urgency. Correct. Right. Well, it was interesting with the guy on WeWork, um, (laughs) somebody had made a comment, which it's very easy to pick on WeWork because of their charismatic, scammy founder. But with that said, you know, uh, 
forget SoftBank, forget all the history and all the, because it, it's, it's a fascinating story. It's a podcast, actually. That's how fascinating it is, just about that story. Um, but I know from the dealer that handles the Top Golf account that they had uh, started their own initiative, Swing Suites, which is cute, right? Golf Swing. Oh, look, double entendre. Adorable. I don't know who was on that brilliant marketing, but Swing Suites, which I like it. I thought that was a really good name for their brand. Um, they they pretty much had shelved the idea because they were like, oh, nobody's going to want this. But, oh, oh, what, what, what? For, what are we hearing from the marketplace? No. People, because now people are pivoting. And if we are going to let a lot of, if we do have the ability based on the nature of our business to let a lot of people work from home, we're not going to have like professional meetings at the Starbucks. We're going to need a place with a nice conference room. And so because of unprecedented, hate to use that word because it's been so killed during this lovely pandemic, but positively unprecedented uh, feedback and interest. They're like, whoa, full steam ahead. So um, although I could tell some people were trying to pick on the poor WeWork guy, actually WeWork might have an opportunity to turn themselves around based on this. This could have, this can actually save the company. Um, so I, you know, they already have the real estate. So it's just a matter of how they repurpose it. So I think that's, well, and I, I think, yeah, I think we're going to see in a lot of cases, we're going to see a lot of stuff going to predictions that people make about how stuff's going to go back. It's going to be, it's going to be so spotty across everywhere that I think, right. I think it's going to be, you know, what's going to work, how it's going to work, especially as new information is coming out. I mean, there's new information about how, you know, on objects, you know, what, what actually lives on objects and how yes. trans, you know, transmittable it is from right. place to place. And if that becomes something that is, you know, you know, not as transmittable as say, you know, coffee or anything else like that, mm-hmm. you know, areas where people are going to share or touch or anything else like that may come back quicker than originally anticipated. Cause I mean, everybody went to the, the worst case scenario of, Oh, uh, you're never going to touch anything ever again. You should do all voice. You should do all this. You should do all, you know, Oh, the voice like, yeah, first but- people, they are just uh, notorious. And you're like infosec. That's all I got. Yeah. Well that and privacy and, and just in general, every, I mean, if you have to, you know, if you have to walk up to like a, a kiosk and there it's touchless and you have to say everything and something comes off of that, you've just yeah. introduced a privacy nightmare inside of your facility. Well, are uh, other people listening? I mean, right. Yeah. You know, it's not like you're plugging yeah. in your headset and just having a personal conversation with a kiosk. I mean, you know, right. Standing yeah. around you. you know. So yeah, how does that work? Uh, I think a lot of stuff has to be pre, Loaded. Um, double up on your cameras. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Loud now. Yeah, so it's been interesting. I thought Aurora Multimedia did a really good job of uh, pivoting and coming up with with an option uh, for dealers because obviously there's a demand. Whether mm-hmm. that is an irrational demand, a rational demand, or something that will become fairly common and standard place with the thermal readers. Don't think it's a horrible idea, right? Nobody's going to die from having their temperature checked. That's for sure. Especially remotely. So, you know, we nobody's spent, laying uh, We spent a lot of, we spent a lot of time on that and we, we will have a whole bunch of options oh, yeah. available for that. You're um, rolling out a portfolio or should we be it, looking for the, it's got, it's going to have its own brochure. You got your own little category that you've, you've homegrown. 
Nice. It will be coming. It will be coming out hot sometime soon. I don't, I don't know exactly. When, You're not in marketing. You're just in the development part. So stay in your lane, Derek. Stay in. Your mm-hmm. lane. You'd be amazed at how often I get involved in marketing conversations. So it's, no, it's helpful. It is because the marketing people really need to understand so they don't overstate stuff. You know, because like they always do. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. I said that out loud. What? <laughs> Sorry, we love you, marketing people. Y'all are working. My, I happen to have a great marketing team um, in the in the U.S. because they they just listen. You know, they they like to do it right. So, uh, so do you know? Are any of your other team members participating in Infocom? And this is our Infocom episode because we're taping it during Infocom Week, which normally would be. I don't know, at a nice steak dinner right now or something, <laughs> right? I mean, it's Wednesday night. It's definitely, uh, it's, definitely, it's definitely odd doing it this way, for sure. Um, I've, there's been, you know, uh, there are some people, but it's significantly less than, than what normally would have been. I mean, between Whitlock and ABISPL as companies, I mean, yeah. usually that'd be 200, 300 people strong, you know. Right. Um, at Infocom with customers, with manufacturers, yep. you know, all that and participating in, in, um, you know, all aspects of it, you know, uh, hosting different scenarios, customer and, and manufacturer in, you know, parties and stuff like that. And so uh, to be honest, we're starting to open back up in certain places and stuff like that. So people are focusing on that. There's, you know, Cisco Live was happening at the I same saw time. That. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, so that kind of divided the 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 you know some people up because sure, you know, if you're so with everything virtual like that, it, you're not you don't have people's direct and complete attention at all moments. You know, and I saw like the the trivia thing. There was no way I was even going to be be able to come close to participating in that, even though it looked like it was a fun time. It was it like, was. yeah, I'm I, home. I'm with my, I'm with my kids. They're screaming right now. There's no way I'm going to be able to do this. So I can, I, yeah, Victoria asked me to participate. Otherwise I probably would have bailed. It was for the Avixa foundation, which is a, a 501c3 non-for-profit. Um, and, so you pay to participate and then all the money proceeds go to the charity. Um, so I felt like obligated if I had just signed up on my own, you know, uh, kind of like when I, I, I verbally committed to Amelia variable that I do the, uh, the five K and then I was like, Oh darn Infocom. Got got the video gear out, huh? Yeah. Right. I was just like, you know, they did a virtual one. You know, they did a um, virtual five. Yeah. I, I know. But see, I didn't feel the Everybody same. Camera and like hopped up. Well, <laughs> Amelia didn't double down. She didn't re up. You know what I mean? I'd be like, Michelle, are you still going to pretend if she, she could probably could have slut shamed me into it. You know, I don't know if she would have, I just asked, I'd be like, Oh darn. I'm going to, I'm going to have to talk to her. I'm going to have to talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some Amelia. Um, so yeah, no, um, Cause I thought it would be funny if we wore those, I saw some race at a horse track where everybody was in dinosaur costumes. I thought that would have been funny if you would run the race in a dinosaur. You never find one my size. We want one of those T-Rex outfits. Anything from China is always like micro-sized, right? Right. They're like, oh, for your measurements, that's a 3XL. And I'm like, all right, I know I've got a little COVID weight going, but calm down. For your size, you you need to have like 19 XL. They're like, Mister. So we know carry hungry, hungry hippo. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. But, but you realize if you had done that, you would have been doing that in Vegas. Yeah, I, I wearing 
some type of costume while running. No, no. Somebody pointed out that the that did run the virtual 5K, which I was very proud of all of them. Y'all are wonderful people and healthier people than me, and I appreciate your stamina and ability to run. Um, that it would have been 101 degrees if they had run it in Vegas. And I was like, uh, all right, so we gotta we have to celebrate the small victories, right? The, the the positive stuff. So I do people are still hiring. Um, yeah. It's weird. It's all over the place. It's very yeah. random. Um, but I do see people still hiring. I do think uh, people are looking for opportunities also to upgrade uh, their staff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was interesting because my husband worked for a consultant. I, obviously, I can't discuss anything proprietary. But uh, they had observed that uh, PBK the the architect has their own well they call it a consulting affiliate i'm like what do you mean affiliate like wholly owned subsidiary leaf engineering uh which does consulting a lot of people from leaf got let go so Mm. what's also interesting is companies that do structured cabling and das as well as av the av people are so busy the structure keep uh, cabling people are like doo doo doo. Yeah, there's a little bit of thumb twiddling. Uh, consultants are good because they're planning stuff in three to five year phases, right. much like probably your technology team does, Derek, on on your initiatives. You know, there's short term immediate stuff, and then there's a lot of long term stuff. So, yeah, it's a uh, it's been interesting. It's it's not the same. I felt like it was really it's just lonely. I mean, I kept waiting. Somebody make an appointment with me yesterday. And then I just got over it today. I was like, whatever. And then as soon as I said that, I was like, oh, someone wants to make, oh, I already know that person. Okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, and that's a hard part. And like, I've, <laughs> well, I've had a few people reach out to me just kind of directly for different things. And, and it was weird because some part of that, um, that thing from a, being a, I guess, an end user, if you will, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> you had to fill out like what types of things that you, you know, you were interested in and stuff like that. They had none of the categories that would have been a major draw for me. Mm -hmm. So I kind of picked and choose through some of them that it's like, yeah, I have some relation to that and I do some things with that, but not, that's not the main part of my job. And so I have, you know, I've had some people reach out to me that, it's like, yeah, I probably you're deep enough on the roster list of products that the little that I actually you know do in this realm of the world, I'm probably not going to get to that point. And it's like, yeah, I don't know you. I've I haven't met you before. And it's like I'm going to try try to be as nice as possible and meet as many people as possible. But there's a certain point where it's like I just don't have an, that many appointments available, you know, because yeah. it's it's a quick hit, you know. And I, know. I still have I still have work to do. You I know. know? And so, like, I know. I miss like, the, I miss the yeah. Dave Lebuska's keynote because like we had our company meeting. I mean, you know, how it is like, okay, sorry. Yeah. Um, you know, I, the good thing is they do have everything taped and I think this will confirm that we do need to meet in people at some point in the future yeah. and that we don't have to worry that the trade show is completely dead. Um, hallelujah. Um, and you know, as you know, Derek, on Twitter, we've been bitching and moaning for years that they should offer some on-demand type stuff. So I think this is a good making the best of a situation. And I'm not like an industry, you know, butt kisser per se. I'm I'm, I'm fairly pointed, you know, in my opinions or whatever. But um, Oh, you re- I mean, I 
push all. But no, I, I think they've done a good job. Uh, you know, they, they worked with what they had. It, it's one of those kind of damn, damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? You can never please everyone. Oh, not and, even close. Because, no, yeah. I mean, even, even the show itself, nobody was happy with, you know? Like, right. You know, there was, there was a whole bunch of people that said, oh, they should do this, they should do that, they should change this, they should change that. And now that it's not that and it's all virtual, it's like, I mean, you see some of the responses that people have and, and, you know, obviously there's the same people that are always going to have their, you know, negative comments and negative statements. No, I almost fell out of the, uh, out of my chair, which happens often, mostly not when I'm sober, but I will tell you, I was looking at the rave uh, awards, right? So uh, every year it's a, a not for, pay for play uh, opportunity and I rarely plug rave, but I do like a lot of their employees. They're good people. And they uh, took all the nominations and they put them out there. So I was going through because Kramer is nominated for a lot of categories. Thank you. And we get to the one, I don't even know what it's called. Bent metal category, uh, best mount or whatever. And ironically, one of the nominees was the company at ISC that nobody had ever heard of that had the pole dancing robot oh. that they refused to take down. <laughs> and I was like, well, I guess that public backlash has not made it to the Pro AV channel, has it now? So I just, I couldn't stop laughing because I was like, see, y'all, see, this has not surprised me at all. I did think it was a little hilarious because just the irony is just not lost on me because there's just a lot of dismay and I get it. And I'm like, (laughs) I don't know. There's just the practical part of me. That's like, yeah, good luck with that. I mean, you know, the ladies in charge of it, they, you know, ISC wouldn't, you know, officials wouldn't spoke to them and they were basically like pound sand, whatever. We already paid our money. We didn't violate any terms and conditions. Right. To heck with you. Revise some stuff for Barcelona 2021, you know? So, yeah. So. Yeah, well, and, but the, and that's, the, that's the thing. You know, it's such a hard thing to, to fully police, and it's a hard thing to, you know, because, you know, companies participate, and they pay their money, and they mm-hmm. follow the rules. And it's a difficult thing to kind of to, to work through. It may have been – I mean, it was incredibly poor taste, but – at the same token, man, there, how many companies in AV have done things in, in incredibly poor taste throughout the years, you know, that have been called out and learned and grew and changed? And From a marketing things. standpoint, though, I mean, they got more press. None of us knew. Oh, no doubt. Than they would have ever gotten. Yeah, for right. sure. Right. So yeah. is it stupid? I don't know. Right. I mean, she didn't have pasties on. I, you know, where do we draw the line? Right. I don't know. It's a robot. You know, I, Korea, South Korea, baseball, they're, they're putting sex dolls dressed with uh, appropriate masks for social distancing in the stands. So like, where does this all go? You know, I don't know. Um, but no, I just, I thought that was sad well, and ironic, than- but also funny. I mean, I could see, I see every side to everything, yeah. you know, and I just was like, no, they did not know they got nominated. That is, I never even heard of these people. They did not get my vote. I'm just going to go on. The <laughs> I, I, I bet they probably didn't get as get votes, but at the same token, they may have, but I, it's still publicity, know. right? Yeah. I mean, you know, Her name got out there. gracefully Back say in the thank 90s, you. Uh, during Nam, 
Uh, oh, damn. Gemini, I bet that was uh, a blast in the 90s. Yeah, Gemini, the, the DJ mixer, they were notorious and famous for having, uh, you know, string bikini girls in their booth. Oh, yeah. You know, that was like the Gemini girls. And they were, uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. Please. You know, Robert Paul. Wow, they finally like, okay, we better not have them. <laughs> I remember the year of the Pure Link girls where I was just like, whatever. Mostly just because they were skinny and cute. And I was like, go away. Um, but I, I wasn't actually offended. I was just like more irritated because I couldn't walk by with one of my clients or a partner without them wanting to take a selfie with them. I was like, okay, stop, you know. But uh, but to be honest, the guys liked it. So I was like, uh, whatever, this is what it's like to be a 10 percenter, you know. And I don't mean top 10 percent. We're the bottom, <laughs> you know. The, the yeah, I'm, I'm, it's changing, which is, which is welcome and about time. But, you know, it's definitely, like I said, you can look back on the history of all this and there's been questionable decisions from a lot of marketing company marketing campaigns for different manufacturers throughout the years where where people could point to it and go hey well yeah maybe you're better now but you know 10 years ago 12 years ago 15 years ago you 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 were also that company that made some questionable decisions too so it's oh i came from structured cabling it's like even worse if there is such a thing you know what I mean? It's just like, these are telecom guys and data guys. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of all relative. I actually find AV to be much more diverse, um, mostly because trying to study over the last few years, just the, the, the amount of women involved in all sections of it, you know, I know. A lot of female techs, engineers, designers, project managers. Yeah. Yeah, In every aspect of it. And I think that's what's kind of driving that because, you know, haven't been in the industry as long as I have, you know, 20 years ago, it was like, it was rare. You you know, if you ran into one outside from, uh, you know, uh, standard office functions, but as far as, you know, design, the actual implementation of stuff, you'd never see it. It was so rare. Yeah. But now it's it's fairly common. I've been just, you know, just making the rounds here, you know, since I've been looking around. Yeah. Went into a couple of places where, you know, there's women around that are, you know, right next to the text. And I think part of it is getting people engaged. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you do the advanced technology stuff at AVISPL. Are there any women on your team, Derek? Yes. There are. Yep. And what roles do they play? These these women. If you don't, they, you don't have to name names. Just uh, um, let's see here. Uh, operations lead, global operations lead. Nice. Um, uh, partner alliance lead. Uh-huh. Um, uh, program manager. Oh, um, beautiful! All right, that's so, all. I mean, and then what about know. persons of color? Any people of color? Uh, yes. All right. I was just curious. Houston's really diverse, so almost all of. Unless it's just like only a Hispanic owned or whatever, but from even that, there's just still a lot of diversity. I don't know, I, you know, being in a really diverse city, and I think Chicago is probably the same way, right? You know, Chicago's like, pretty. Chicago's pretty diverse. Yeah, so, so we, got, we got a little bit of everything. Yeah, we just inherently, I think maybe if you're in a smaller, make like a mid market or a small market, that can be a little bit more challenging, right? Um, but certainly in the big cities, yeah, we're kind of used to it. I was looking at GDPs today. Just yeah. I mean, Houston's famous for being uh, the city of people that aren't from here. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's good. I mean, I'm definitely Houston proud. And I'm AV industry proud. I don't know. Yeah. I, I like this industry. I could leave and go, whatever, sell backhoes for Mitsubishi Caterpillar Forklift America that does have the largest distributor uh, for Mitsubishi here um, in Houston and a very beautiful. This, this sounds like she explored this for a little while. I'm well, to no, no, no. Uh, so when I was repping uh, RGB Spectrum, they, they, the owner of the Southwest franchise for them, um, he's on the board for one of the big hospitals down in the med center. And uh, he built, he has his own conference center so that when all the salespeople come in, and it's about an hour northwest in a, a town called Waller, uh, northwest of Houston. He has a nine-hole golf course, so obviously he's struggling, right? Um, and he built this amazing conference center. Like, I really, uh, beautiful limestone, ginormous divisible room. I don't even know how much just the divider cost because they'll never use it. By the way, I suspect this room will always stay open. It's like a ballroom at a hotel, right? At the biggest hotel in your town. Um, two beautiful four by four video walls with the ultra narrow bezel LGs, which are very hard to dial in by the way. Hashtag kids, please use shivs. I mean, they just, anyway. Uh, but, well, it's the Z axis always kills me. They'll get the X and Y, but then when you're standing right off center and you look, if the Z's not dialed in, you're still not good enough. Uh, but they had an AMX touch panel, um, RGB spectrum video wall processor. It was amazing. It was just a, I was like, God. And so that's what I always thought. So every time somebody would piss me off in Pro-AV, I'd be like, oh, I'll just sell backhoes. I've got some connections. I bet I could score me a job. <laughs> Heavy equipment pays really well. I'm sorry, it does. And they can't be more inbred than any industry I've already worked in. Lord, you know, like it couldn't get worse. So, I mean, I'm already used to it. So I mean, this in, our industry is pretty small. So, you know, it, and every single time I start thinking it's bigger than it actually is, I get reminded just how small it is. So. Oh, I know, right? Exactly. The IT people were like, oh, yeah, OV, teehee, teehee. Right, yeah. Some of, some of us em embrace that world as well. So I do too. Oh, absolutely. I, I never had a problem. I was like, oh, yeehaw, hallelujah, riding on the network, can't wait, let's go. Been there, done that, layer one chick. I've got this, went through digital PBX to VoIP, with everybody going, you know, and I'm like, oh, uh, that's fine. All right, we're good. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and now that everything's switched over to software codecs, you know, I in know. a lot of places, yep. you know, it's it's very interesting to see where the struggles are and and what people do and how just it's changed and what's really the best, most valuable, you know, spot to be in. You know, I mean, yeah. As, as conference space equipment is going down in price significantly and becoming more available in many, many, many places, uh, not even directly through integration firms and resellers and everything oh, no. else like that. DMR is uh, going to be the death of us. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be very interesting. So it's going to be, you know, the services side, what you can offer is going to be the lasting side of it because some of the stuff, you know, just dealing with some, I, you know, IT people understand a lot of the concepts, mm -hmm. but making some yes. of the stuff work together. Um, That's where they get bridging, 
bridging the gap between, you know, like uh, what an AV system does and what a conferencing system does and how it lives on a network. Oh, also here's a compute engine PC. Yeah. Um, how you manage, manage that, manage that in an environment globally at scale in a way that the IT department can understand it is that's a skill set. And that's a skill set that people are starting to learn when they get asked certain questions and they don't have an answer. And, you know, being able to buy these equipment, the equipment, enter in, you know, a Zoom room or MTR or whatever, and enter in account information and then kind of go, yeah, see, it shows up on screen and here's some kind of account information, does audio, we're good, right? And then they can't manage it. They can't manage it at right. scale globally, you know, that becomes hard. And that that's where, you know, enterprise scale is where it gets weird. Once you start scaling up and once you start talking about hundreds of systems simultaneously, mm -hmm. um, you know, there was a point, you know, not even five years ago where if somebody had told me we're going to do 600 systems in three months globally, I, I, like just, I would have right. laughed. I would have laughed. The logistics, not happening. Just the logistics, right? I mean, well, not even, I mean, the logistics of it, but just even being able to commission that many systems that quickly. Right. Well, to, 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 I mean, buying it, shipping it, delivering it, commissioning it, and, and setting up that structure, it's amazing how much faster all that stuff is now and how you can roll stuff out, you know. It, and kudos to the manufacturers that have pivoted, you know, mm -hmm. and some to the detriment, I mean, where they've been, you know, ridiculed for, oh, now you're doing this or now you're doing that or, you know, et cetera. Um, but a lot of them saw what was coming, you know, way more, way, way earlier than a lot of many, a lot of integration firms, you know, a lot of integration firms were living, you know, high on the hog. And, you know, it's hard to convince people when you're successful and you're you're making money that that is going to end and oh, at some point at some point the what you know and what you've made money on and been successful on you're going to have to do something very different to be successful soon right. and so it's hard yeah, it's like well, technology the has a cycle life no matter yeah. what and if you're not prepared you know, and constantly looking for the next thing and you know or at least being able to put your ego aside and look at the market and, you know, the trends. Because I, I remember back in the 90s, just, you know, when Pro Tools was in the recording industry was starting to take hold. And I was like, everybody's going to have to do this. Every, you know, and I remember other people telling me, it's like, you know, you're never going to run to a recording studio where the engineers just sitting in front of a computer screen. It's like, you want to bet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jerry's been very good. He adopted just the AV over IP very quickly. Right. Like he was like, Oh yeah, I understand. I get it. I see it. Perfect. Yeah. Um, but not everybody was of that mindset, but, but it's definitely getting there now. Well, so one of the bonus questions from trivia last night, uh, which my team did not win. So obviously it sucked, but uh, what years, uh, what year was Netflix founded? And what's interesting to me oh, wow. is how many young people we have that don't know how old Netflix is. Yeah. So, um, so old. gentlemen, no. do you have a guess? Do you have a guess? Do you want to put it in chat or y'all just want to shout it out? Shout it I'm going to say 2006. A lot of people said that. Jerry, I think you know. 98. Uh, it was actually 97. 
but right yeah. there. But we got a plus or minus of three years on our guests. A lot of people now, a lot of younger people forget that Netflix was not a streaming service to begin with. No, no yeah. not DVD. At all. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was basically, yeah. yeah, it was a it was a blockbuster by mail. <laughs> I know? I had a relationship before I met my my husband, who I've been with twenty one years, um, for a year, and most of our relationship really centered around going to Blockbuster just about every Friday for like 50 weeks in a row. I mean, we spent a lot of time at Blockbuster. Yeah. And then once you've already seen everything and they don't have any new releases, then you start, you know, you go down some other aisles and like, what do they have? What about the foreign language ones? You know, but yeah, people don't remember what that tactile experience is like. Yeah. You know? um, I, uh, I, uh, Blockbuster and Hollywood video, uh, definitely. Oh, uh, yeah. Not, I, I owed them lots of money at various points in my life. So I was, I was always a late returner. So. Um, well, and if you didn't rewind, you were going to be charged an extra dollar. That's all we're saying. <clears throat> so it's on you. you know, imagine if they charge people a, a dollar for not returning their cart to the little cart area at the grocery store. That could be a moneymaker. I'm just saying, H-E-B, listen. Um, but I mean, <laughs> if you want to get nitpicky at nickel and dime people, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people do the right thing, even when no one is looking. So, uh, so what do you think? Uh, we know things are going to be different um, when people return to work in terms of the type of focus you have on advanced technologies. Um, so you, you work with a mutual friend of Jerry and I's, uh, Terrell Coble, and we want to apologize for that. Um, we love Terrell. He's a great guy. Uh, <laughs> shout out, Texas. Um, what type of stuff for y'all, not being proprietary, but just broad stroke, you know, your focus is on like, the future, right? What's the next generation? <laughs> how do we enable things? How do we how do we send less people into a building, right? Prevent a truck from rolling, I presume. Uh, yeah. How do we set up and structure valuable services, mm -hmm. things, tying things together, different parts of, um, you know, uh, cloud-based scenarios, cloud-based yeah. systems. Uh, what about we, analytics? Any focus, oh, any desire? Because y'all already oh, had one of the companies I know already had Microsoft uh, relationships if you will so you know you're going down the bi power bi path oh, sure. yeah okay yeah i mean you know obviously we have um you know in the merged company scenario we have symphony yeah. which offers a lot of analytics and offers a lot of opportunities and and uh it's always growing in fact there's a new release of it coming out very soon oh, interesting. um a new version of it that. yeah a new version of it coming out very very soon but um a lot of it is is tying all that stuff together, tying IoT together, tying yeah. how we manage um, sensors, uh, how we look, how we work, at, you know, look at, uh, you know, how we're connected through things. You know, just the scenario like, I mean, using, you brought up Microsoft. I can log in because of O365 on four different devices and yep. get everything I need to get out of what I need to get. It doesn't matter what device I'm on. Yep. And I have a relatively similar experience. Um, you know, obviously there's differences here and there and there's, there's, you know, some uh, things about the user experience side of Microsoft that is ever evolving. Uh, but the ability to log into multiple different devices. Okay. Uh, so I, I mean, do have a, 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 to insert just a complaint real quick because uh -oh. when, well, when I go to a web browser and, and log in, I actually prefer that experience over your app on my okay. PC. 
So, hello, stop doing that. Stop. Like, why? But, is, some of that, but some of that is is legacy stuff where they're it, they're trying to yeah. make both they're trying to make both work together, you know, yeah. because there are people on the opposite side that, that don't believe what you believe and prefer the app over the cloud based version or the the web different teams web-based developing version. that have to. I know, right? They're not, they're not like, really working simultaneously, or they're working parallel to each other and having meetings once in a while to go, hey. We need this, you know. We need this is your socket here. This is how yeah. we talk. Yeah. Well, so Kramer, we just got a new like global VP of sales and a new CEO at the beginning of the year last year. It was before I came on board. Um, and they're uh, ex like IBM people. And so recently they were just like, oh, all these silos, yeah, gone, 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 because they saw there was. I don't think they had a huge problem with it. Not from my assessment. My ninety day. Hi, it's my 90-day anniversary. All right. Congratulations. It's got harder to fire me, guys. Um, don't say anything wrong. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, so yeah, uh, they, you know, being not coming from the industry, right, and having preconceived ideas is always fascinating, sometimes frustrating, right? And yeah, oh, for sure. Because other times you're like, but you don't speak AV. I mean, we have a language. There, You do have to, there is a body of knowledge that goes with being a professional within our industry, whether it's been 10 years, like, me or 20 years or 30 years like you guys right you know there's there is a nuance to it if you will that's why a lot of people want this business so yeah but uh yeah they they tore down a bunch of silos on the product side and everybody was seemed really excited um and really happy about it and i was like yeah that's it made sense they streamlined it and everybody has to talk amongst themselves now and you know i was like yeah that's at scale that's really hard um, I know that's, that's the thing that, that people see it and go, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. But to, to manage something like that, <sighs> yeah. to bring people into that scenario, to change their culture and their figure, way. Of, yeah. yeah. Figure yeah. out exactly what parts they break down, uh-huh. what parts they keep, yeah. what parts, you know, have to evolve. It's, it, you know, this goes back to some conversations we have on Sunday mornings yeah. um, where, you know, I say, I usually say a lot in, in my posts, it's hard. Yeah. And I don't think anybody really realizes like just how hard that is, you know, to change cultures, to change how you structure things, yeah. to change how you deliver, break down silos and, and get people to work cross functions, et cetera, to understand things. It's, it's, it's the type of work that will be thankless for 99% of it. Yeah. One percent of it, you will get thanked, and then immediately go back to being thankless, and right. and that's the part that that people will complain about stuff, and and you'll be like, you have no idea how hard it was just to get to here. I know. And it's like, and you're because just everybody's like, like a judgey McJudge. Yes. When I worked at Pro Video, we were like a four person company, and to change something was hard, and that was yeah. only that was only getting four people on the same page. Try, like, try, oh no, new workflow. Oh no, yeah. new software. Oh no, you know, and there was only four of us. You would have thought you could have at least gotten fifty percent of the people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the strange thing that I think a lot of people don't understand. Like that come from other places outside of AV. AV yeah. is really one of the only, the few industries that I've I've bumped into where it 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 it's almost like medicine. Uh-huh. You know, you can be a doctor, but you can have. 50 different types of doctors. You can have a hundred different types and, and each one of them is completely separate, different uh, than each other. That is a good AB analogy. is the same way. 
Oh, gee, you've never used the doctor analogy. And I like that. And I do. Yes. Which was one of the reasons I love AV is because there is so many different types right. of people with so many different skill sets and specialties. And yes. with And it's not like, tie like it together. Uh, yeah. Because if you think about you it. You've holding out on we, me. Why are you holding out on great analogies? Because you know I'm going to steal that. You know, I'm going to steal it. Absolutely. Take it. I'm now. Cheers. Happy, that's your 90-day uh, anniversary. Oh, right? that's my anniversary. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Jerry to give me something that didn't cost him anything. He re-gifted that. Hey, you know. No, it's but that's value, awesome. It's, it's value. You got a lot of value. value, value, value. Well, the thing is, you know, it, we're in the construction industry. Plain yes. and simple. No matter, Most people no matter don't how think of that either. We might think we are. Yeah. We're in the construction industry. If you look at every other trade in the construction industry, their stuff is easily scalable by throwing more people at it, things like that. AV is not because it is it is such a specialized, you know. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, the guys that that are hanging pulling wire are not the right guys to maybe hang all the speakers, who may are not the right guys to terminate your rack, who may not be the right guys to right. You know. Yes. Oh, uh, well, and and then you then you start getting beyond that too, because then in a lot of AV companies, people work their way up and don't study what others have learned about things like organizational structure and, right. exactly. and project side. management. Yep, yep, and yep. you know what they've done is, hey, we did these projects and it worked this way. I didn't like this one thing. I'm going to change this one thing, and they don't realize like there's a whole world out there of you know structure and organizational structure and how people have tried things and people have, you know, peripheral industries that could actually, we could actually learn from and go, Hey, you know, they tried all this stuff to make changes like it or, Mm -hmm. you know, other just software related companies and stuff like that. It's like, they tried this. These are the places they failed. Maybe that doesn't fit with us. Maybe we try these things and solve those types of, those types of problems. And I think, that's where we get lost is we have people who just don't think like that, that don't get, you know, it, it becomes the Peter principle out of just the way it happens versus, you know, anybody trying to be that way. It's just, you don't learn, you don't look at what else is out there and you don't look at what, you know, I mean, businesses have been around for a long time and they figured out a whole bunch of stuff yeah, and, and have evolved as an industry and we could kind of like take the, you know, you know, the, the fast track on some things and go, hey, that entire industry learned all this stuff. Right. Right. Why aren't we doing it like them? Yeah. Why don't we just kind of leapfrog a few steps and get us to this point right here so that we can be in a better spot? And that's where, you know, a lot of companies, a lot of companies, a lot of people in AV, they, they don't see that. They see the tradition. They see what they've always done. And they want to make that slightly better. And then they think that that's going to be good enough to incrementally bring them to that next stage of of everything. And incremental is good, but there's so much opportunity in a time of you know, crisis. Incremental just because it, that's all you know. Yeah. Versus, you know, either you know fast track leapfrogging. Yeah. Learn from the mistakes that other people have made. I mean. You know, I, the one I harp on the most is everybody keeps saying, oh, you know, the, you know, Amazons and, and everything else like that of the world, you know, kind of disrupting an industry. It'll never happen to us. Literally every industry said that. 
literally every industry. Oh, I agree. Well, the only reason an Amazon or Dell hasn't disrupted uh, Pro AV, um, we're quite frankly, for as big as we think we are, we're actually not big enough for them. Right. Like right. literally, CDW doesn't cut you. Just so you know, CDW doesn't cut you a PO unless you have like tens of millions of dollars. And so then you get to have a direct account with them. Otherwise they're like, that's fine. We'll just go through a distributor. Like they could care less. And oh, yeah. it's so funny. Cause we're like, well, let's see, Mr. CDW about 10 million last year. And they're like, mm, yeah, that's fine. We'll just still use our distributor. Y'all aren't big enough. Like we don't qualify, which I think is so adorable. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's the thing that always gets me is the people who have the ego in the, in the AV of, of how big, Oh, I'm the biggest thing in, in, in like, this part know, of AV. <laughs> I know. And it's like, you wouldn't even like, you wouldn't even be a line item on the stock report. You wouldn't even be like, exactly. you know, like the board, the, 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 the shareholders the meeting, they, you. you wouldn't yeah. make the list, you know, like, <laughs> yep. no footnote for you. Sorry, dude. Yeah. Not and so that's honor. where it gets, that's where it gets interesting is because it's like, the more you branch out into other things and the more you start looking at other industries and what they've done, and just start applying it and start finding areas to apply it and looking at, you know, efficiencies that you can do. And I mean, the amount of people that, in, in you know, that don't know about just normal business project practices that, that yeah. go on mm -hmm. and agile practices and stuff like that, the, the, you know, on how you can become better at things and how, how quickly you can become better at, a niche thing inside of your organization and then move on to another niche thing. And next thing you know, in six months, you've changed a lot, but right. it I, seemed like you were changing small thing, small thing, small thing, small thing. And now you've just changed, you know, a large portion of the company and everybody functions in a different fashion by methods that businesses have been using for 10 years, 15 years, you know, there's full certification practices around these things now, you know, like, it's not like it's new things. They've built an entire, you know, regimented process around this mm -hmm. and we can learn from it. And that's where I think, you know, it's great to get all these manufacturer certifications. It's great to have all that stuff. And, and it's good for us to know those things completely. It's also right. good for us to know other stuff. Absolutely. And you brought up the big issue that I've always thought was like the big drawback with people in our industry, manufacturers and heads of companies is that the ego. Yeah. Everybody gets like, well, this is the way we do it. This is the way we've done it. Oh yeah. You know, and you know, it's just, it's frustrating when you have to, it's like, really? It's like, come on, there's better ways to do this. I know. Totally. And, and, and that's the hard, one of the, and again, it goes back to statement from earlier. People have been successful for a very long time doing stuff. Right. And trying to convince them that not only is there a better way, but you could be significantly more successful. Oh, and by the way, there might be a truck about to hit you sit, changing the industry, you know, just maybe, just maybe. And, you know, that's the hardest thing to convince people on and, and hardest thing to kind of put them down that path. And, and, you know, because it may take a little bit before they're as successful again, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so there, there'll be some resentment and there'll be some, that's Hard why you feelings, see, yeah, changes, that's why you see some people yeah. who, who look at, you know, AV as a service as, as being a difficult thing, just because of the fact that 
there hasn't been very successful people doing it yet. Right. There have been successful solutions offered. And the thing I find always find fascinating and the most interesting is the ones who do it and don't really advertise it. They just keep doing it. They just do. And then they grow a business. They're not here to give anybody their playbook. They're not stupid. When I find a great tool, my first instinct is, oh, I need to share it with everybody. And then I'm like, whoa, dial it back, Michelle. Let's not, it's nice to be a giver, but let's not give away all the tools of the trade, you know, right? Well, and that's, that's where the transition into more services-based and more value-based stuff becomes difficult because previously people made all their money off of boxes. So Uh the add-on stuff of, oh, we're going to do some service for you. We're going to do some of this. That stuff is starting to kind of go away a little bit, you know? And so now it's becoming a little bit more equitable in the sense of, of, services really from a value perspective are, are starting to really drive where you need to be as an organization because right. conference room, medium-sized conference rooms, 20-person conference rooms, how much money do people used to make off of that? And now you can do the same thing with for an eighth of the price, you know, based upon the equipment that's out there right now. And what was that Cisco codec back in 2011? Was it like the CX80 or something? That bad boy was like 60 grand. I mean, I don't remember the model number, but it was $60,000. <laughs> Y'all, we could do the whole room for that now. And that's not even a decade. For, for, for 60? We can do the whole, we I can know. do five rooms for that it's now. Just the codec. You know? I mean, that was just yep. the hardware codec. Yep. I mean, yeah. And, and that's where, and that's where, you know, I know a lot of people who view that stuff and they're like, Oh, it's, you know, it's not real AV. It's not real. This it's not. And it's like, yeah, it's really AV to the people that buy it. Right. You know, and it's really AV to the people that are are looking at that going, wow, this is so much simpler than what I used to do. And, you know, well, yeah, the thing, uh, you know, this, this, this uh, pandemic we're going through really has taught us and maybe people need to wake the hell up. Because right now, there are so many successful meetings going on with five $99 cameras. <laughs> right. uh-huh. Or not even that, built in on their laptops. And their C-level people having very successful meetings and being able to work from home and whatnot based on, you know, at, at best, these people have the $99 you know, nice, the nicer Logitech cam, you know, otherwise they're dealing with whatever's built into their laptop or whatever. So and, and using their, using their, their headphones from their phone. Exactly. Cause you yeah. see a bunch of the little white phones sitting there on there, you know, yeah. the, the, and, the people that recognize it is like, okay, maybe you can, cause you, you'll see some people like their, their camera looks nice. And some people like, you know, it looks like a you know 70s porn movie or something. Cause it's all cloudy and stuff. And, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, clean your lens. Clean your lens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that, that that's exposing where a lot of this stuff is going now. And and yeah. I mean, you know, everybody, you know, a lot of the the the, the software codec, you know, software developed scenarios. Yeah, they've taken their lumps on certain things right now. But at the same token, people are still using them, mm-hmm. and right. despite you know, despite either conversations about whether or not they like the UX of, you know, of what it is or the security stuff or anything else like that. All of those platforms have seen drastic increases in, 
their users in the, the downloads and setups and everything else like that. Oh yeah. And you can't discount that. You can't discount that as an, as, as an industry just because it's different than what we've traditionally done. And I mean, the ability for, for, I mean, I, I have anywhere between eight and 11 meetings a day, you know, and wow. Yeah. It's, it's silly. Um, but, uh, but at the same token, like I get a lot done. I meet a lot of people and the, how accustomed I've become to video when I meet people in person, it, there's no, because I've been on video for so much and because yeah. I'm one of the, I'm one of those people that always turns on video. I'm one of those yeah. people that is always, if it's a video call, my, my camera's on. Yeah. You know, if you I want to be an audio call, call, spell it out as an audio call and then it will be an audio call. Um, but it makes it, it, it makes when we finally get to, you know, see people in person, you already know people you see, yeah. you've seen their expressions, right. Absolutely. You've seen how they react to things. And it's not just, yeah. you know, all that other stuff. It makes it so much easier in, in life. And then, yeah, then people go and do it in their home life. You know, I mean, I, right. I had to set up zoom accounts for my kids, you <laughs> nice. know, because, because of what they were doing. And so, because originally it was just, uh, I'm gonna, you guys can use my Zoom account when you need to use it. And then after a while, it's like, man, this is a scheduling nightmare. And so, <laughs> nice. Kids are all cramping your style. You're yeah. like, oh. So it's like, all now right, it's now just I'm like create- cell phones, right? Yeah. Now you're like, oh, God, everybody needs a cell phone now. Fine. Does well, then, offer a family plan? That's all I'm asking. Do we need to shout out to Eric Yuan? Well, but then, but then now they're doing it with their grandparents, you know, mm-hmm. and it, and, That's and they awesome. have, ta- they have their own tablets. And instead of trying to figure out how to make, you know, people who have Android and, and yep. iOS and everything else like that, trying to figure out how to, Oh, if you call your grandparents, these grandparents, you have to call on this device and those yeah. grandparents, you have to call on this device. They're calling from their own tablets. Nice. Yeah. And, and you know, my, my I have twin boys who are six. They figured it out. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a big example. Cause when we do our happy hour meetings, um, there's a couple of people that, you know, they, they'll join in while driving their car, you know, uh, with a cell phone on the oh, holder, yeah. you know, and, they're totally able to participate and, you know, and be part of it mm-hmm. on their cell phone. And yeah, it's, it's changing life, uh, you know, and, and again, it's going to be, there will be a, you know, once things kind of start getting into a spot where people feel comfortable again, there will be a, yes. a move back towards in-person stuff and, and there definitely will be. And we're social in, you know, we're social beings. That's, okay. that's what we are. We're going to want to do that stuff. But, I don't think this is going to slow down because people are just going to remember how easy it was. Like, Oh, I don't have to go drive to there. You know, right. this, is, this is a 30 minute conversation. Let's just have a video call real quick and just right. get it over with and be done. Oh, now you want to go and have some drinks. Okay. Now we can do that. Or you want to yeah. go, to lo- go to lunch. We can do that separately. That's an, in- that's a separate thing. We don't have to justify us meeting together by you buying us lunch Right. In that scenario, it's going to hurt the lunch and learn industry, you know, that side of it. But there are manufacturers who've already figured out ways around that. I mean, Logitech, Logitech is killing that game right now. Oh, yeah. What are they doing? What are, give us some tips and tricks, Derek. Oh, they, I mean, no, are they, they shipping lunch to everybody's house or? Lunch? Booze. 
Oh, the alcohol play. Well played, Logitech. Well played. <laughs> we, I mean, they, they, you know, they, they're engaging their, they're, they're engaging the people that are buying their products. Yep. And creating a, creating a, a you know, an event out of it. Uh huh. And doing so in a way that is different than, than what other, and they wouldn't have been able to do that in a normal, you know, right. A normal scenario. Yeah. And so you just think about that and you think about the ways under which people are doing some of this stuff. I mean, yeah, well, it's also, it's going to change the work environment once it does kind sure. of get back, you know, to, a, to, you know, some form of normality because yeah. as we found out probably about 60% of typical office workers don't really need to be in the office. Right. They can work from home. You know, if they set up their home environment to do Well, so. and if they have the own self-discipline, uh, you know. Yeah, well, so, yeah, I mean, some people that, do. That's, that's Grown adults need adulting. Trust me. Our culture, me. business culture is going to have to change to, because now that's a fact. That's no yeah. longer opinion. That is yeah. a fact. You know, six, you know, a large, off, if you if you go to work every day, you sit in a desk in front of a computer, mm-hmm. and unless you need like a plotter or something weird, that's when my husband goes to the office. Home. Yeah, it's like easier to do something not through VPN or he needs the plotter. That's right. that's the only time he's going into the office. And a lot of that times, you know, if if you have an office space and you have some people that are at the office and go, hey, you know, you call up your coworkers like, I'm I'm, I'm going to send you this file. Can you print it out for me? Just leave it on my desk. You know, yep. so, and that's going to add value to the job market because all of a sudden the smart people will take into consideration as part, or actually the employers can use this tool to get better people. Cause like, Hey, if we allow you to work from home, you don't have to drive an hour and a half. If you work, if you live in any major big city, you're, you have an hour commute. Well, that's normally. what Daniel Wright was saying with Shen Milsom and Wookie. Daniel's yeah. been pre- trying to preach to them for years, but they had a certain culture. They now currently do not have a Houston office, which is saving them a ton of money, and I'm sure they feel like they're A.V. Nostradamus on that. But right. he was like, instead of just looking for the best person in a city, just look for the best candidate, period, regardless of where they're geographically exactly. located. Yeah, and... Like, go like that. And I think that's a good thing. Well, so before we wrap it up, what are y'all's thoughts? Uh, what are your closing thoughts, Derek? You want to finish that thought that I just I'm cut bl- you off on? I'm, I'm what? <laughs> Anything. You know, yeah. <laughs> Anything in, in general? Anything. Uh, <laughs> that's why. It's are are you going to Infocom 21 in Orlando? Yeah, assuming that they've found a, a vaccine and, and we're, we're past the, the second wave. I mean, probably because it's Infocom and it didn't happen this year. Um, yeah. Orlando's always a tough one. Uh, it, it, that That's a decision for me. The Vegas one is never a decision. It's always like, yeah, we're, we're going to go to that one. But yeah. the, the Orlando one is always, I mean, I've, I've missed it a few years in Orlando and, and haven't felt like I've missed much. Um, we had fun last year. I will say last year was fun, but I think that's just because we were doing the podcasting stuff. I don't know. I mean, it, it, there's definitely, I mean, you know, last year for the Whitlock side of things, we had, we had the, you know, the line. Y'all had a great and, year. Y'all crushed it. We had a we had a good show last yeah, year. Yeah, y'all had a very, very good show, which made you very um, attractive to be acquired. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. That's a different. That's a different conversation. So. Um, I think we need to end this. No, I'm kidding. Um, but uh, no, I, I I just think in in general, you know, based upon just 
all the stuff we've been talking about is, is yeah. that the, there's a lot of change going on in the industry in a lot of different ways. And, and, and this is forcing it, you know, uh, the, uh, COVID scenarios forcing a lot of hard looks at how we've done things, uh, that previously before people had, had, you know, uh, probably thought about it, maybe even mentioned it, maybe even brought it up in conversation. And then at the end of it, just kind of like, yeah, that'd be nice. And then that moved on. Right. And, and, and now there is no choice because it's it, the choice is how do we do business? How do we, um, you know, grow our companies? How do we grow what our offerings are, what our value actually is in, in a scenario uh, as either individuals or as companies. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of, a lot of them, are you know really looking at what can I do? Because what I can't, what I thought I could do before, I kind of didn't do before. Right. But now, when I'm forced to do this and forced to look at what I do and how I do things, and right. you know, in, in some cases, forced to change jobs, change industries, change yeah. whatever. Um, it, it, it's amazing how creative you can get if you just look. And it's amazing yep. how creative you can you can get if you're willing to to actually just not be. Well, I've earned being at this position, and I've earned being right. at you know having right. this level of X Y Z, and just go back and and what can I do to help, and what can I do to help move stuff forward, and and you know even if it's not you know like I mean, there's been some amazing things that have shown up, you know. Um, from people's just ingenuity and willingness to do it, but everybody can help in some way. And, but you got to understand that it, you know, it's going to require effort and change and it's going to require, you know, maybe right. some hard looks at some things and maybe some hard looks at yourself and yeah. working through some things that, it that, you know, some days you just, you look, Oh yeah, my life was easier three years ago, but, well, I know. I was excited Not to travel. Now, you know? And I heard yeah. the airlines are canceling liquor sales. And I'm like, really? So I was actually going to be on a plane and now you're telling me you won't serve me a drink? You can't bring that stuff through because TSA. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now, but I mean... You know, your liver will thank you. Um, oh, so yeah. It's not like I need it. <laughs> there's a want. <laughs> we're in AV. There's a, a want, a need, and what you can afford, right? Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's, so that, I mean, that to me is, you know, that's some of the best stuff is, is some of the stuff we've seen and some of the positive stuff we've seen yeah. come out of this. Has, I think a lot of positive is going to come. Yeah. And, and it's going to bring it in general and in the AV. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to bring about stuff that we've, you know, it's going to leapfrog us 10 years yeah. from what we thought we were going to be, you know? know, and, and as long as people stick with it and don't become the, I want to go back to whatever normal was before this and, and really just look at what we can, you know, what the future is going to hold. There's a lot of good stuff that can come out of this. There really Possibilities, is. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's a good positive outlook. Well, Derek, thank you. We appreciate you. What about you, Jerry? Do you have any any thoughts, any final thoughts, any pearls of wisdom? You know, again, I was expecting, I think a lot of good positive stuff is going to come out. You know, it's going to take, like like Derek mentioned, some people have to just honestly look at what, you know, what's, how the environment has changed and you have to adapt to it, you know. So I'm looking forward and I'm looking forward to, um, or Infocom Orlando 21. Never thought I'd say those words. <laughs> <laughs> or to Vegas 20. Uh, 
Those guests, Derek, our very special guest, our Infocom guest, Derek Kelly, AVISPL. That sounds so weird to me, even though you were an original SPLer. Um, thanks for coming on. Where can people find you if they want to stalk you or learn more or read all the great <laughs> stuff? To stalky. You went straight to stalky. <laughs> I did. I've stalked you. Derek reads a lot and he writes a lot about what he reads and he reads a lot of good stuff. So I follow it a lot and I read articles that he posts and stuff. So people, can they find you on LinkedIn? They can. They can. Uh, you can look up my name, Derek Kelly. I think I think it's Derek underscore Kelly, LinkedIn.com, Derek underscore Kelly. And then Twitter is at Derek underscore Kelly as well. Uh, that's uh, Derek the, with a, a C, C-K, and Kelly. E-R-R-I-C-K. <laughs> K-E-L-L-Y. Awesome. Well, thank you, Derek. It's been a blast. Thanks, Jerry. All right. Thanks. Go for it. So I guess that's a wrap. That's a wrap. We'll see you on the next one. All right. Thank you, Derek. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Mostly AV. Take care and have a good time. Bye-bye.